Hello and welcome to the Crucial Podcast on iCode Media. Today on our number 46 bonus episode, what I wanted to do is kind of give you my insights related to the amniotic membrane, specifically Procara conversation that Dr. Aaron Warner and Dr. Damon Derger had this week on Aaron's show. <clears throat> you know, one of the biggest things that I think about from a primary care standpoint is when do we utilize Procaris? When do we utilize amniotic membranes in our practice? And I think oftentimes we're hesitant, unless you really have a great handle on your ocular surface disease management and your your stepwise approach to treatment, oftentimes people can be concerned or afraid of some of these treatments because they're higher dollar value or they're worried about audits and documentation. And Dr. Warner and Dr. Durker did a really good job of covering some of those topics within their podcast, but I wanted to highlight a few of these and kind of my clinical take home from each. So the first one, which I couldn't agree more, is the idea of evaluating patients for neurotrophic keratitis. And Dr. Durker really did a good job of, of talking about how he does it and when he does it. And really, he's doing it early on in the evaluation. He's testing those corneas for sensitivity, and he's evaluating whether or not there's asymmetry in different quadrants, as well as the asymmetry between the two eyes. So I think that's really helpful. Having a diagnosis of neurotrophic keratitis in your chart documentation totally allows for the justification of a Procara. So I think that's really important and can be done at the very earliest onset of an evaluation of a patient with ocular surface disease. The second one, which they didn't dive as deep into, but I think is really important, they didn't mention it, but they mentioned uh, SPK or superficial punctate keratitis. I also want to bring in the idea of persistent epithelial defects and really talk about the difference in those two. So the, the bottom line point here is that when you're managing patients with ocular surface disease or dry eye, you're probably not going to utilize the code H04.123 in order to justify to a payer why you use an amniotic membrane, specifically Procara. That's going to be a little hard to justify because it'll oftentimes get denied because that code is so generalized. So the key point here is to utilize the sequela associated with the dry eye that you're seeing. So again, one of the principles when we think about billing and coding is to utilize uh, as specific of diagnosis as you can. And you're not just adding diagnoses, diagnoses to a case. What you're doing is you're being descriptive about the diagnoses that you're managing. And ocular surface disease, aka dry eye, has a whole lot of other diagnoses that go hand in hand. So the general diagnosis might be dry eye, but there also might be contributing factors like meibomian gland dysfunction, superficial punctate keratitis, neurotrophic keratitis, persistent epithelial defects. And so including those diagnoses articulates to the payer the complexity of the case that you're managing and also then unlocks the ability to utilize other coding in terms of your CPT codes that are more easily justifiable. One is a Procara. So having said that, I want to highlight a few clinical differences between the definition of persistent epithelial defects and superficial punctate keratitis. So so we'll start with the definition of a persistent epithelial defect. So I get this question a lot, like, Chris, what's the difference? When does an epithelial defect become persistent? And ultimately, uh, this describes a specific condition of the cornea, and it is uh, characterized by the incomplete or impaired healing of that corneal epithelium. So <clears throat> it's typically, as we all know, associated with 
things like corneal abrasions, dry eye, neurotrophic keratitis, infections, contact lens related issues. So any of those things could be causative issues for persistent epithelial defects. But the key differentiator between persistent epithelial defects and superficial punctate keratitis, the bottom line for that before I get into more of the details, is that the epithelial defect does not heal as expected within a reasonable time frame, often persisting for an extended period of time, sometimes weeks or even months. And so this non-healing state can lead to discomfort, pain, foreign body sensation, visual disturbances in those patients. And treatment typically focuses on addressing one of those underlying issues that we already mentioned. So we also think about promoting healing, protecting the exposed corneal tissue from further damage or infection. So when we manage these persistent epithelial defects, we can use things like conservative methods like lubricating drops, topical antibiotics, bandage contact lenses, amniotic membranes. And these aid in the healing process as described on that previous episode by Dr. Durker and Dr. Warner, and also reduce inflammation. And so one of the common questions I get, as I discussed before, is that what is the difference? What is the difference? Is it the same thing? Are PEDs the same thing as superficial punctate keratitis? The answer is no, they're not. Superficial punctate keratitis and persistent epithelial defects are not the same thing, although they are related and can be associated with each other in some cases. Think of it this way. If you have SPK that lasts for long enough and you cannot resolve with normal treatment approaches, whatever that treatment approach is, then that could be considered a persistent epithelial defect. So to go into a little bit more definitional, definitional terms as a reminder for all the doctors who are listening, I know the doctors know these terms, but just to kind of remind them in their minds of uh, SPK being a clinical term which describes small, discrete, punctate, or pinpoint areas of inflammation or damage, that's the keratitis portion, to the superficial layers of the corneal epithelium. These areas of damage are often seen as tiny grayish white spots on the corneal surface. They will pick up staining. They can be caused, obviously, we've talked about some of those causes, and they are typically reversible, meaning they'll they'll heal relatively quickly once you address the underlying cause. So that's the key, right? SPK will improve once the underlying cause is treated, whereas persistent epithelial defects refers to more serious conditions, which do not heal because of that breakdown of corneal epithelium. They are not easily remediable. They can't be easily remedied by our normal standard treatment. So I think the key here in terms of a documentation is that from a primary care standpoint, if I see a patient that has superficial punctate uh, keratitis and that patient hasn't used any other kind of traditional mechanisms, artificial tears, uh, at the very least, some other sort of uh, remedy, whether it's topical medication or over-the-counter medication, I probably, within my chart notes, want to be able to see that that patient doesn't improve before I use the diagnosis of persistent epithelial uh, defects. If uh, I already have that patient on some other mechanism or they are already on some other treatment initially and they come in like they're already on artificial tears and we see that uh, they are still have defects that are persistent, then I think that's a reasonable assumption that, that that patient, especially if they've been on it for a long time, that patient has a persistent epithelial defect. So <clears throat> I think the other, um, the bottom line here is that, remember, 
from a Procara standpoint, from a billing encoding standpoint, make sure your documentation in your chart justifies the steps that you're taking. One of those documentation key factors can be history. The other can be within your chart. And no matter what, it always is helpful from an auditing standpoint. It's always helpful in your plan, in your assessment, to put things that are obviously true, but also things that describe the case accurately. So let's say that you use a diagnosis of persistent epithelial defect or superficial punctate keratitis. You might also want to include the impression that it is recalcitrant or that you have failed with X, Y, and Z treatment or the patient has been using X, Y, and Z treatment with no amelioration, with no improvement, with minimal improvement. Proceed to Procara, right? Those are the kinds of words that really help you in an audit to describe the clinical situation and why you took the steps that you took. So you don't have to worry, hey, if I use this technology and I get paid for this procedure, am I going to have that pay payment recouped under an audit? Don't worry about that. Just document appropriately and then take care of the patient. Or actually, I'll flip that around and say, take care of the patient, document appropriately, do what is right and utilize the technologies and treatments you have available to you so that we can take best care of our patients. So I hope that was helpful. That's, I, I thought it was a great conversation between Aaron and, and Damon. We'd love to hear your insights on Procaras, on amniotic membranes. Please share those, and we'll talk to you guys on the next one.